Hello, hello, Lisa here. Since you're listening to this particular podcast, I imagine you're likely a leader in the area of talent, HR, people, culture, L&D, employee experience, or OD. Are you also a talent leader who is longing for a safe sounding board to bounce ideas off of? Who's thirsty for some fresh new ideas that will actually work? Who maybe needs to influence multiple stakeholders who don't always know what they want? Maybe you're somebody who wants to get out of their own way and who's ready for expert, ongoing, and confidential mentoring. If you answered yes to one or more of those statements, then we need to talk. In addition to my group programs, I work privately with a select few clients as their talent management thought partner. I will help you, over the next 90 days, finally create the space, the intention, and the strategy to implement an initiative that's critical to your team's longer-term impact and legacy. Let's chat and see if there's a fit. Book me online at greenappleconsulting.ca slash contact. Welcome to Talent Management Truths. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell. I'm a talent management thought partner and results coach, wife, and mom. Talent management leaders are hungry to learn from their peers and want to hear about real-life talent initiatives. This podcast is for and by talent management leaders. My guests and I dig into successes, challenges, and lessons learned from a very practical, not theoretical point of view. You'll discover important insights about how to elevate your confidence and amplify your influence in a role known for being caught in the organizational middle. I'm thrilled to have you listening. So let's get going and hear the truth about talent management today. Welcome back to Talent Management Truths. In today's solo episode, I'm digging into the number one challenge I see for talent leaders that I have the honor to work and speak with. So what is this challenge, you ask? Well, the challenge is around getting stuck in what I call the reaction band-aid vortex, either temporarily or permanently. The vortex is a windy place where it's hard to see above the the waving weeds and the swirling sand that's blowing in from different directions. It's where it feels incredibly difficult to spend enough time in a proactive, strategic, innovative, and creative way. You're flailing about slapping band-aid solutions on problems until you can come back to them which you rarely do because you are on to the next deliverable and the next meeting. There is a corner in the vortex that is particularly uncomfortable. It's called the shoulds woods, in Lisa's world anyways. The shoulds woods is a place where leaders feel like they should be able to do so much more or do so much better. For example, they feel they should be able to convince stakeholders of the benefits of implementing a particular game-changing program or approach. They get frustrated because their clients should value their expertise more and pony up the dollars and resources to enable a meaningful initiative that goes beyond a two-hour workshop band-aid or a slide deck loaded to SharePoint. These leaders feel they should be able to book strategy and thinking time and stick to it, but they don't, or at least not regularly. They should implement boundaries and protect them, but they let other people knock down any attempt that they make. They often feel like they should just be able to figure it out on their own. After all, they're supposed to be the resident talent expert. Well, the vortex and its dark shoulds woods are a metaphorical place on my talent leader's growth continuum. So this continuum is a simple diagnostic tool that I use with talent leaders to help them figure out where they are, where they would rather be, and then 
figure out how they can start moving towards their vision. Let me walk you through this continuum. You may be familiar with HR or talent management or organizational maturity continuums. This is a similar visual. So you can always request this from me and I'll I'll, I'll tell you how to do that at the end. But imagine a graph with two axes on a paper in front of you. So the vertical axis over on the left side of your paper is a measure of your intentionality, which is really your commitment to being intentional about how you spend and prioritize your time and the habits you cultivate. The horizontal axis that runs along the bottom of the paper is the measure of your potential. So to what degree you're stepping into that potential or living into it, if you will. Now, you've got your two axes in place. Now draw an imaginary line leading from the bottom left where the two axes meet, moving up towards the upper right corner. Next, draw five imaginary stations along this continuum line. The lowest bottom left station is that vortex I was talking about. This is where you're mostly in reaction mode, transactional mode, you're barely keeping up. You might feel stuck, tired, and your confidence might have taken a hit. At this point, at this station, you're only being intentional 20% or less of the time, and you're certainly not able to even think about maximizing your potential. Moving up a station, you arrive at mostly cloudy, which is where you're about 35% intentional. In the middle, you find yourself at the mixed weather station where you are fairly balanced between being transactional and being transformational. You have good awareness of what is possible and where you want to go, and you are making intentional strides to get there. Go up one more station, you arrive at mostly sunny. This station is quite lovely, as you can picture. You've succeeded in spending around 65% of your time on average in an intentional way, and it's showing up in your results and impact. The top station That's the oasis. No swirling winds or sands, no waving weeds, just calm and cool, clear water. Also healthy shade 80% of the time. Now, living in the oasis does not mean that you're 100% intentional. That's impossible. But it does mean that you have space to breathe. It means you have boundaries in place, clearly communicated and protected. You're focused on what you can control in the oasis. It's a place of energy and inspiration and high impact. It's a place of agency, a place of feeling supported, purposeful, and valued. The shouldwoods and the vortex are difficult environments to visit. You know, it's hard to really see anything down there. It's so murky and weedy. And they don't feel good when you're there. You know, when you should on yourself, you're, you're, you're convincing yourself that you have no choice, no control. And that's not a good state to be for any human. We crave agency and choice. And yet, organizations move fast. That's the reality. I know that's what you're thinking. It can be so easy just to get swept up in the vortex, that place where less than 20% of your time is spent in an intentional way. The vortex is the place where you have no time to maximize your own potential or your organizations. You're You're too busy just keeping up with that swirl. And that's exactly why it's up to you to change stations. When you want to make transformation happen, your own or your organizational cultures, you can't simply wing it. To be able to spend time in the oasis where 80% of your time is spent with high intentionality, so think 
planning, strategy, creativity, innovation, and where you are truly maximizing your potential, you must become intentional about actually making and keeping the time to be intentional. So let me tell you about one of my clients just to illustrate the concept. We'll call her Candace, okay? So Candace is a seasoned talent leader with over 15 years experience. She's led talent acquisition, organizational effectiveness. She's done a stint in operations and a little bit of time in HR, actually. So when I first started working with Candace, it was because her boss had sent her off to get coached, okay? So, you know, Candace had previously been the person to organize coaching for other leaders in here. You know, I think it's time you get coached was the, was the message. So I was hired not just as her executive coach, but really as her talent management thought partner, which is a blend of mentoring, coaching, and advising that I do. Candace was absolutely fried and it was showing up in her work. She wasn't operating at her best. And not only did she feel incapable of getting results, but her boss felt that she wasn't where she and her team should be. The results were not, were not coming. Of course, it was more complicated than that. It wasn't all on Candace. Her boss actually had a lot to do with it. And the company culture, you know, it was simply breathless, meeting heavy, subject to the whims of a senior leadership team that were rarely aligned on what they wanted. You know, and Candace caught in the organizational middle was constantly trying to make sense of all that, right? She was exhausted all the time, physically exhausted. And she had eczema on her hands. I remember her showing me her hands just like peeling on the palms. Now, on the talent leader's growth continuum, she would have shown up in the mostly cloudy stage. Surprisingly, she wasn't always in the vortex. She was going there fairly frequently. However, early on in the role, when it, when she had first come in about three years earlier, she had the space and the grace to do some key strategy work and to hire some great talented people for her team and to build some key stakeholder relationships. She was, while she was here in the mostly cloudy stage, sometimes, you know, going across the border and visiting the dark shoulds woods quite frequently. The issue was that that early foundation she had built was slipping away gradually. Things change, right? We're never in a static environment. There'd been turnover on her team. She lost a couple of great people, just they, they found other opportunities. There were new mandates from the C-suite due to some big merger activity and a couple of new and slightly intimidating senior stakeholders. So she wasn't in a good place being so busy, so reactive to be able to creatively and strategically navigate all the changes and develop new relationships, nurture them, which is key for influence, as we know. She was operating most of the time in reaction mode, and she and her team had become stuck supporting programs that were past their shelf life. They weren't working with where the organization had evolved to. The good news is that she was clear that she knew things could be better and she knew the oasis, that transformational high impact place. She knew that it existed and she wanted to go there. She was also finally ready to commit and guard the time to move into that place of high intentionality and high potential. We started small. We worked first on clarity. So really, really digging into what wasn't working what was working, and what were some assumptions she'd been making. And finally, she got clear on what she wanted to say yes to and what she was no longer willing to tolerate. Now, I know all change starts with clarity. And once Candace had this, she felt and supported and not so alone. That goes a long way. She had moved along the continuum. So she was now in the mixed station. From there, I helped her dream a little about possibility. 
and then to reality test those dreams. Then the longer term strategy came together, which we broke down into realistic, manageable chunks. From there, we moved on to capability, which is where the practicing, experimenting, and piloting began with loads of reflection and learning that Candace then applied. Over the six months we worked together, she moved into Mostly Sunny into that particular station and sometimes visited the Oasis. So in Mostly Sunny, that's where 65% or more of her time was spent in an intentional way, where she was truly stepping into her potential and where she felt way more balanced, proactive, and strategic. Did she ever make it to the Oasis? Yes. <laughs> Some days, but not everyone, because it's, it's a tall order to maintain given organizational culture today. But you know, you'll never catch a glimpse, never mind drink from that cool, clear pool, unless you try, unless you choose to be intentional about becoming intentional. And that's why I developed the Talent Trust. So Indulge me for a moment. I'm going to speak high level about it. The, the Talent Trust is my new premier program for talent leaders who are feeling a bit stuck or alone in their organization and who are finding it tough to be innovative, strategic, and proactive enough. They wish they could implement important transformational programs and systems with greater ease and at an accelerated pace. The role of talent leader, I talk about this a lot. It's a complex one with enormous reach and the potential for lasting positive impact. That's why I'm on a mission in my business to transform the working lives of 10 million North American professionals by unlocking the potential of talent management leaders. So in the talent trust, I guide you through the talent leaders growth continuum in a very structured and community-based way so that you can tap into my guidance and coaching while also leveraging the power of the community and belonging within the group itself. The Talent Trust, it's, it's scratching your own itch a little bit. It's something that I wish I had had on my journey 25 years in corporate. You know, when I had had these, these times when I was feeling like I never had time to breathe and to do the truly excellent work, you know, versus barely just good enough. I know it would have helped me enjoy a sense of purpose and achievement and meaning at work on a more consistent basis. It certainly would have helped me manage my health better and my sense of balance related to, to home life. This is a six-month program. It's similar to a typical coaching engagement, and it's at a similar investment point as well. So we meet two times a month as a group, early Thursday mornings, not too early, but at 8.30. Our first call each month is a 60-minute ideation call. It's set up to move you along the continuum from wherever you are closer to that oasis on a more consistent basis. We'll cover critical topics and themes, some more skills-based, some more around mindset. And what I know for sure is that the people who want and need the Talent Trust don't want heavy curriculum. They want flexible frameworks to spark ideas and tools that help them execute. That's why you won't find massive slide decks and workbooks to wade through. You don't want more on top of your to-do list. You want something that's going to help you with it. You'll find guest speakers, helpful models, and time-tested tools and templates instead. Next, we have our second call, which is a 90-minute intentionality call. So this is where you get to connect further and collaborate with other individuals dealing with the same challenges as you and who are wanting to set clear intentions and create a realistic plan and commitment to action. You also get private coaching with me because I know that no matter how much information you get, we're always going to come up against certain personal barriers. So I've worked with many, 
many talent leaders to help them overcome their perceived barriers to success. Plus, you get access to our WhatsApp community group, which is where you can connect anytime and someone will be there to offer encouragement, kudos, or ideas. Now, if this sounds like something you want to learn more about, then talk to me. The link to book a call is in the show notes, or you can simply go to the program website, thetalenttrust.ca. This is a no-obligation call. If on the call you decide the Talent Trust is not for you, that's not a problem. I'd love to connect with you and learn more about you and where you're going and maybe give you something to help you on your way. If you do think it's right for you and I think you're a fit for the program, then I'll make you an offer to join us. It's your turn to get support. It's it's time to tap into your community in a way that goes beyond the one-off association chapter meeting. You'll develop new friendships in a safe space where you have the time, where you've made the time and you've protected the time to think, strategize, innovate, and plan. So remember what I said earlier, to be able to spend time in the oasis where 80% of your time is spent with high intentionality and where you're truly maximizing your potential, you must become intentional about actually making and keeping the time to be intentional. For that reason, this program is not for everyone. Not everyone's ready to stand stand strong in their commitment, you know, to make a big change and lay claim to that thinking and planning time. It's it's just so easy to book time with yourself or in a program and then not honor your intention and instead let other tasks or people erode that time. However, if you're ready for a new level of inspiration, impact, and influence so that you can elevate your results and feel more satisfied and fulfilled at work and home, then I'd love to talk with you. It's time to exit the shouldwoods and stay out of that vortex. Likewise, if you're simply intrigued by the Talent Leaders Growth Continuum concept, please feel free to email me at lisa at greenappleconsulting.ca to request a copy. I'd be pleased to share it with you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your colleagues. Better yet, head over to Apple Podcasts and let us know. When you subscribe and leave me a written five-star review, not only do I glow from within, but more people will learn about the show and why they should listen. Plus, each month I'll select one reviewer to receive a free True Tilt profile. Simply email me with a link to your review to be entered in the draw. Until next time, keep telling the talent management truth.